0: And now,
1: weighing in, out of the blue
0: corner, Josh the Punk
1: Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in, in. from the red corner, Big Sean McCarthy. Nice. Okay.
0: Well, hello to everyone. It is the Weighing In podcast, the greatest podcast for MMA and combat sports in the universe, and that's because we have the man, the myth, the legend, Josh the Punk Thompson. <sighs> Sitting there Crowd waiting to answer all wild. of these incredible questions that come up for us. We hope that you are all doing well. Having a good time. We had the PFL that was on Friday night. We had the UFC that just occurred Saturday night. Now it's Sunday and we are talking about it. What's happening, my man?
1: Oh, man. Let me tell you what's happening. Uh, yesterday, I got food sick. poisoning. <laughs> just felt like crap. Trying to watch and get through the fights. I was just dying. I couldn't. I was, oh man, it was horrible, John. It was horrible. You know, when when you're not feeling well, everything seems like it takes forever. And so I was, you know, it was horrible. So I'm feeling a little bit better this morning. Stomach's still a little queasy, but uh, I'm going to power through for you guys.
0: Oh, then you had the PFL with their, I think we're going to interview the maid who made Randy Couture's bed last night. Well, let's go now (laughs) to the person who decided to pick up the trash outside holy um, christ geez. guys that was yeah. just not good man it's not their fault and i felt bad i guess there was a high. it tells you where you are in the world when a high school football game on espn is more important than your show <laughs> i mean i'm not i'm not saying anything bad about the pfl i just look at the espn and go i i guess they're stuck yeah. i don't know
1: yeah yeah, yeah. They're <clears throat> i mean i mean they they kind of do that though for a lot. ESPN does that for a lot of other stuff too as well. Yeah, like, they do. It they match not... yeah. They even do it with the UFC. UFC will be on ESPN two, and then if something until something clears off of ESPN, then they'll move on to there. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's just programming for for it about, is. It has nothing to do network.
0: with you know with the way they feel about no. the PFL. It was just like man, they put yes. those guys through the ringer. Sutton <laughs> is the perfect person to have if you're gonna bullshit for
1: that long. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, before before we get started, though, on the fight cards, let's talk real quick, because you guys go to the link down below in our YouTube channel to hit the, the link there to take you to our clips channel. We do a special show for that called Wayne Interjection. It's a fun show. It's quick, eight to 12 minutes long. Make sure you guys check that show out. It's only available on our clips channel. So hit that link down below. Also hit the subscribe button on our our YouTube channel as well as all of our other audio platforms. We're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes are the two main ones that most people seem to watch us on or listen to us on. I know a lot of people said that they... Uh, don't like to watch me yawn. Well, we are available on audio, so you guys don't have to watch me anymore. You guys can actually just listen to it. Okay, so that would be... There you go. We're available everywhere. And so uh, check it all out. Hit the subscribe button. Also hit that little bell notifications there so you guys know when we drop. All right, let's get started with these cards. Let's go. Well, we had the PFL that was on Friday night, and they
0: actually had a couple of good fights. I thought Chris Wade looked fantastic. Oh, Um, yeah. There was... A couple in the opening, Camosi looked good against Hendricks because Corey Hendricks is tough. He's just awkward and weird, and he strikes you from different locations. And Let's get into the first one we talked about, though. Jason Knight fought Bobby Moffitt. Mm-hmm. Jason Knight, tough as hell, hits an uh, inverted triangle on Bob, Bobby Moffitt in the first round and hangs out there. Bobby Moffitt makes it through it, and in the second, third round, just put it on Jason Knight. Just a great performance by Bobby Moffett. Showed exactly how tough he is. Weathered the storm. Came back. Jason Knight the whole time looking for submissions, looking for things to get him to win. Loved the fact that he was always trying to finish the fight. That was a that you can put those kind of fights, those two guys together sure. at any time, and I'll watch it. That's what MMA is supposed to be.
1: Yeah, certain guys when you put them together just seem to have an exciting fight, you know? I mean, it doesn't matter what, I mean like remember Leonard Garcia and
0: um Korean Zombie, the Korean Come
1: zombie. On. like oh. yeah, it didn't doesn't matter how many times you put certain fighters together, those two fighters will always bring the best out of each other. It just seemed like these two hit it off right from the beginning. It was just a scrap from from beginning to end. Good fight. You know, like you said Bobby uh weather the storm, he was able to get through it and then just kind of put it on him, but Jason Knights, he's a he's a He's a goer, man. He just keeps going and going and going trying to get to the finish. Nice stuff. Good fight though. Um it was. the one the one that uh, I missed that I wanted to see though was the shaman Moraes fight. How was it?
0: He, shaman looked good. He 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 really for the most part he really dominated the fight. He dominated where it was going to be Lazar you know had his moments where he would come in and strike, but he was never putting Shaman in, in trouble and Shaman just eventually realized you can't hurt me. And then just started marching him down, hitting him with big shots and eventually hit him with a shot. Damn. I mean, it, it had him rocking back on his heels, going down. He was seriously hurt. The Referee stopped it. He was kind of like, looking at him like, what are you doing? It's like, he was saving your life. (laughs) Yeah. What he was doing. You were in (laughs) trouble. So it was, it was Uh, a good stoppage. It was the right thing to do. And, uh, Shabon looks good. You know, when it comes to a striking battle, he's good. You know, he's just, Sometimes it's those other guys, those the guys that can take him down, and put him on his back, and keep him there and pound on him. He's he's got to figure out those those times of how to get himself back up. But he looked really good in that fight.
1: Then um, Cesar Fer- Ferreira, had the, the losers' battle. The I'm sorry, it was the
0: losers' battle because Chris he yeah. had beaten Cesar, and freaking Corey Hendricks had beaten Martine in the last one. Those guys should have been in that damn bracket i'm sorry that's where the point structure just falls off yeah it kills you kills me
1: but um can't have that ferrera must have he must have went in with an injury there's no doubt you can see it
0: on the back of his leg yeah
1: it was already bruised you were you were were saying it was already bruised yeah i I mean mean, fighters do it all the time just so people understand this is that fighters go in all the time and some of them don't have insurance and so when they don't have insurance they just fight anyways because they know that the promotion has the insurance that will cover whatever, a hundred percent. They got You're hurt. The fight whatever. it gets
0: covered. Yeah, but Well, got, you know yeah. the, the PFL is going to have the the insurance in place to cover it.
1: Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. So they, all the all these top level promotions, they all need to have insurance because then you can't they what they won't bond the event right, so they won't give them the bond for the event to um, fund the fighters. So then they have to get insurance to make sure all the fighters are covered. So that's a that's a big reason. So he maybe didn't have insurance or just thought maybe he could deal with it and get through it and just showed he couldn't get through it. So yeah, I mean, that's a shitty situation. He got
0: hurt before somewhere, and obviously, you know, he tried to re- rehab it, get it as good as he could for the fight. Thought he could go in there, and as soon as he threw that kick and he had pressure on his leg, you know, it went bad for him. So yeah. that's what happens. It was too bad because it's, you know. PFL didn't get what they they were supposed to get out of him. It's, it happens, mm-hmm. you know, but Hamlet got an easy pass on that one.
1: Yeah. Um. What do you think of Shoe phase and Sortie? Yeah, man, I thought it was, you know,
0: I thought Sortie did not do the things that I thought he needed to do as far as he needed to attack that front leg on. mm mm-hmm on shoe face more that it's been shown that that's a problem area for him. And he's got a good low kick and he's got that big, powerful right hand. And it was a close fight. It could have gone either way. I thought Sorty looked good at times. I thought, you know, uh, Antonio Carlos looked really good. He was, he was good at getting him down when he needed to. He didn't do a whole lot of damage or anything. He didn't get him in that much trouble. It was just a very close, tough battle for both guys. And you know, it was going to go to one of them and it did and that's just the way it you know is antonio gets that that nod and he's going to take on hamlet in the final and good you know good on him sorty got it last time they had it this time maybe junior will get it
1: yeah i felt like sorty felt i I almost felt like sorty thought he was ahead or he was doing or he was just trying to do just enough to be ahead instead of trying to finish the fighter instead of trying to really put the pressure on him i think he also after he lost a takedown or two he started thinking oh man he can take me down like you know that he didn't want to come lunging in as well to get taken down easily i don't know but it was it was a close fight did you have a problem with the decision
0: i didn't i mean i i looked at it and it was it was close and it could have gone you know it was really the way you looked at one round i think it was the second round that was the one that was you go yeah could go either way other guys yeah. have won the other round, so uh, I thought sorty probably won the first round. I think it was uh, Carlos Jr. won the third round, I think. So mm-hmm. it was all who's going to get the second round, and they gave it, it, it to Carlos Jr. Yeah. Good on him. But the fight that I really did enjoy, that I thought lived up to what it should have been, was Chris Wade against Bubba Jenkins. That was a yep. good fight. That was, that was a guy showing, you know what, I've made the adjustments I needed to make. I've made that next step. He, you know, Chris Wade basically dominated that fight after about the third three minute mark. He just started taking round. over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's be honest. Yep. Bubba, you know, and this is where, you know, get into, you know, Oh, you know, Bubba's a better wrestler and stuff? Yes. In a wrestling match, mm-hmm. it's an MMA fight. You don't have to, it's not going to be the same thing. You know, a guy can have less wrestling credentials, it doesn't matter it's how he's fighting and what he puts on the other guy cuz your wrestling pedigree goes down with every punch that you take to the head you know and and chris wade really just overall he was in shape he brought a high pace bubba was in shape you could see that he was you know fighting his ass off chris wade just is the better fighter
1: yeah chris i thought i thought the scrambles in the first round were just phenomenal That first three and a half, four minutes of scrambling was just super impressive. And then when Chris, I think, in that and at the end of the first, ended up hitting that cradle to get Bubba down. When he he cradled him up and took him down from that position, from the standing position in the cradle, I think it almost felt like after that, Bubba was like, "Shit, what just happened to me? I just got, I just got cradled in an MMA fight, (laughs) put to my back, and now I'm on bottom." And I mean, they had some great scrambles in there. Bubba was looking really good. In all the wrestling, but in history has shown with Bubba is that as the more he has to wrestle, the more you push him to wrestle, he tends to slow down. Slow down. Because he's yeah. explosive. He's a, he's one of those explosive oh, yeah. um, athletes. And when you use a lot of energy being explosive and you use a lot of energy, you know, the way he wrestles because he's such a good wrestler, it's hard to fight at that pace. You know, wrestling, you think about when wrestlers, when they do, they do a six-minute match, they're exhausted at the end. You know, if they push themselves. Here the here these fighters are, they're wrestling for 15 minutes, you know, sometimes up to 25 minutes. I mean, maybe not the whole time, but there's still a lot of pressure. You got someone pushing on you, trying to take your head off. So I think with Bubba, like I think this is kind of a learning experience because he was riding high after he beat oh, Lance yeah. and then you know, he was riding high. So there was a good chance. I, I actually thought Bubba I thought Bubba was gonna win. He's gonna get the takedown, he's gonna dominate the top position. But the biggest thing with Bubba is he's got to mix up his striking. He's got a good jab. He's got a great jab. It's fast. It's accurate. But he's only got the one and the two. He only throws the jab, and then he comes over with the right hand. He's just out of range sometimes on the right hand. He's got to slide his feet in to cover that distance. Because you have to remember, when for for you guys that are like watching these fighters at home, when someone just throws the one-two in one spot, they have to reach the person up for the right hand because that person sometimes will step back. Majority of the time, they'll step back. So you have to close that distance when you jab, and then you set your weight and then throw the right hand. He was standing in one spot when he threw the both punches, and that's why he was just coming up short with that right hand. I mean, I thought he looked good. You know, Chris Wade looked did. just better that He just looked better that night. And it, was, it just came out. Chris Wade looked phenomenal. He had some great submission attempts. He also had some great takedowns. He did a lot of good things. He mixed it up very well. The little uh, snap kick to the face, you know, things like that. Those are those are things that maybe don't seem effective. <clears throat> we talk about with uh, Usman, uh, Khabib's cousin who fights for Bellator. He's got like kind of those type of kicks. Remember his last opponent? Oh, yeah. They're just like those slappy kicks. They're nothing. They're slappy. And he got out there. We talked to him after. We talked to his opponent after the fight. He's like, yeah. Man, they're annoying. He's like, but they're hard, too. And I said, yeah. They, people think, like with Steven Thompson, they think his kicks aren't, ha- aren't hard. That's a bunch of crap. Just because they don't look tough. They hurt. They don't look hard. Yeah, they hurt. and They, they sting may not knock they you ob- out, but they hurt. They snap on you a little bit. So, I think with uh, Chris Wade, mixed it up very well. Had Bubba guessing. Didn't know where the punches and strikes were coming from or whether he was going to wrestle. I think that ultimately was kind of put Bob on his back foot and he had no idea what to do. Had not, no answer for it. So... But overall, like you said, it was a phenomenal fight.
0: It was both of them. Great job. I think I think the PFL really found someone in Bubba Jenkins because mm-hmm. you know he came out. He did a great job throughout the season, and you know a loss to Chris. Chris, you know, was almost in the finals of the lightweights the last time they had it. Now he's in the finals, but he's in the finals against a stud. We're gonna see what's gonna happen yeah. here because Movaled is a tough dude. Brendan is. Uh, Outstanding fighter, but Mowgli just he beat him. Man. You know, he was able to use the takedowns when he uh, could get him. He used to stand up to stay with Brendan. Didn't take a ton of damage. He got hit sometimes. Showed he was tough. Got hurt the one time, but mm-hmm. Brendan just didn't have enough in being able to keep himself off of his butt on the ground to make it to where he could hurt Mowgli with shots and make it to where he didn't want to take those takedown attempts. But you know. I don't know how is he's good, man. And he, he's obviously, you know, you, you watch his other fights and stuff and he's got explosiveness. He's got the, you know, he'll, he'll do a flying knee. He'll do a lot of different stuff. He's getting better in his stand-up game. And with the, the wrestling that he has and the ability to control mm-hmm. someone on the ground, he's a tough out, but Chris Wade's wrestling. We're going to see how that's going to match up.
1: Yeah. He's explosive, you know, from, like you said, the flying knees, his takedown was so fast oh. it was explosive it was really fast i was like wow i think chris wade's got a good chance of stuffing one or two takedowns he's got to stuff them early though and make him second guess himself on trying to get those takedowns uh if he does that i think he'll be able to dictate the pace of the fight after that uh, but if he doesn't stop the first two then then hobby live is just going to basically just walk him down and start shooting and shooting and shooting him and just out try to out wrestle him the whole time but i think uh i think chris wade's got a good chance in terms of with the brendan fight I didn't have it a split decision. I thought Brennan lost. Oh, there was no doubt. For some doubt. reason, they had it a split decision. I was like, how in the heck did that happen? No. Uh, I could have seen them potentially giving him the round that he rocked him in just based on the fact that he was able to rock him. But I was sitting here yelling at the screen going, what are you doing? Get after him. He waited like, <laughs> I think even the announcer said, he waited like up to a minute before he threw his next punch. Yeah. I'm like, if you're the coaches in the corners, you've got to be yelling, screaming, get on him, pressure, pressure. He... There was nothing, no punches, no jabs, no kicks, nothing. I was like, ah, oh, wasted moment, big time wasted moment. So, but uh, but overall, I mean, Brendan's tough man. Brendan lone How do you he's say his last dope. name? lone Lockne. 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 Yeah. Oh geez. I,
0: I always screw it up, and I probably got it wrong again. So yeah, I was Lohan. calling
1: him Lohan for a while. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Lockne. He's Lohan. tough
0: man, and he's a good he fighter, and he's fun to watch. And man, he he. He never stops. So he's the guy again in the PFL, that's a keeper, man. That's a guy that you're gonna yeah. you're gonna put a lot, you know, of uh, emphasis on keeping on your roster because he's the guy that he could win it at any time. He's right there. So
1: Yeah, I mean overall so. though I thought I thought they had a couple good fights on their card. You know, the sortie and shoe face fight was pretty good. Um and then like you said, the Jason Knight fight. Uh, it was good with Bobby Moffitt. That was a good fight. Chris that Wade and, and Bubba, I think, just outpunted the covers, man. It was, yeah, they sold the show. It was a way better fight. I, I knew it was going to be a good fight, but I didn't think it was going to go down that way with the, the amount of wrestling and scrambling and Chris Wade showing how good he was as a wrestler. I mean, phenomenal. Phenomenal fight, man. Great fight. Yeah. Pr- tip my hat off to you guys, both of you guys. It was. All right, well, let's get into uh, the UFC is next. Where do you want to start? So- where do you want to start? <clears throat> Bottom to the top? Where
0: do you want to start? Well, we had to start at the bottom. Let's start at the bottom <clears throat> real fast. Yeah, let's let's
1: scroll down there, Dave, please. Mana
0: Martinez oh. against... I, I They say it different. I, I always say it looks like Guido, but it's... Canetti mm. <laughs> from Argentina. Canetti's... Uh, man, he's tough. He's 41 years old, and he was still fast. I give him credit, mm-hmm. man. He was fast in that. Mana Martinez coming in with a broken heart. You know, Sal Solis was his coach. But put on a, a tough performance. It was a good fight by both guys. He got the split decision. I think he deserved it because he landed the bigger, heavier shots, even though his face got a little busted up by Canetti. Uh, Canetti just tailed off towards the end of the fight, getting a little bit tired. But, you know, good fight for both of them. It was a good, good way to open up the, uh, the entire show. So, Mana Martinez coming in, getting his first win. Mm-hmm. congratulations to him i think that's the i think that that's the last that you're going to see of canetti in the ufc
1: though uh what about the other fights there below jj aldridge oh. sabatini
0: no well sabatini was you know pat sabatini is known for he, he's got really good uh wrestling he's got a very good submission game and jamal emmers is tough you know jamal's the guy that people don't remember that he he took uh Giga chikaze to a split decision Uh, Hmm. he lost it but he had a hell of a fight he 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 marked giga up and uh i don't ask me why he he ends up going for a toe hold okay but if you're gonna do a toe hold it's not about just bending the foot it's the angle that you bend the foot at okay and so you can bend the foot and you can have that pressure on and the ankle is going to be able to survive it it's how it's that angle that you are bending those toes and that foot in and he didn't have that doing it the right way sabatini goes for the heel hook heel hook blows out emmer's knee you know it's one of those things once it goes it's you're gonna feel it he felt it and that was the end of the fight nice win by sabatini you know obviously you don't want to hurt your opponent permanently but you get into that leg lock game with someone that knows leg locks Hmm. probably not a smart thing to do but a good win for pat sabatini
1: i remember when I first started training jiu-jitsu and everyone was teaching hill hooks and little did we know <laughs> the amount of damage it does <laughs> oh, man. this is like back in like 95 96 and I'm thinking to myself like obviously there's no care in the world you know and then I come down to, I come back down to San Jose and started training with Frank Shamrock and Bob Cook and those guys and I, I'm grappling with Ryan Bow, Charles Taylor, Bob Cook, Frank. They're all here at the gym. Kelly Delante, and I'm just trying to rip. I'm trying to rip everyone's ankles off with heel hooks. And Frank sees me from across the room. He's like, hey, "Hey, hey, hey, hey! We don't do that submission in here. Not in training. Not, 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 not guys like, not guys. Not like, guys you like? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, no, no, no. So it was so funny. But just a quick story, real quick. Bob, Bob and and Bob Cook and Frank are sitting up on the ring apron watching me grapple with some other guys, and uh, I slap on a hill hook, and you know I tapped a couple, I tapped a bunch of his guys, Ryan Bow, uh, Charles Taylor, all these guys, so I tapped him. But like you know, you have the that old story of the the bulls up at the top of the hill. Oh, yeah. And the son goes, let's run down there and fuck them all. And the death and the old bull goes, let's walk down and just fuck them all. And so it was like one of those type of things. Frank looks at Bob and goes, hey, Bob, go over there. Bob fucked me up. It was embarrassing. <laughs> Bob Cook gets off the ring apron. Just He tapped me probably, I don't know, I'd say five, six times in like two or three minutes. It was embarrassing. <laughs> but it was leg lock after leg lock. After We've leg lock. all had those
0: experiences no oh, man i had e- to say we, over hicks and Gracie was you know teaching fucking heel hooks and he's you know, weak very very careful i used to do it and, you know, I, and i was always turning it but you don't turn it you take it and you kind of bring it bring that heel towards your face right make the pressure right so he's he used me as the goddamn ookie man he's fucking tearing me up so then we go to roll he did the same thing even when i didn't give it to him like that that is the way uh
1: Man, uh, Dave, you know what we've got to do, right? Is we've got to make sure that we show old pictures of uh, John dancing oh, on the dance Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I got... You want to bring out old pictures. You don't remember some of your old pictures.
0: These are so mi- great. Mr. Mi- oh, uh, oh, I think I I'm going to dye my
1: hair. <laughs> oh, it was so great. It was so great. I love it. Mm. Oh, man. There's a, there's a, some pictures that we saw of what you and... It was you tank uh, miss mccarthy man. and uh tankers was with somebody there was there was another there was a female there but i could only like see her back <clears throat> but yeah it looked like you guys were having a blast you guys look like you were in the 80s but it was the early 90s early 90s <laughs> yeah well that's a long time oh, i think that i, I think so that, that one was ufc i
0: want to say six six or six Jeez, or seven man. i think it was that's six. so crazy
1: yep crazy UFC six or seven Nuts. Um, okay, so Sam Alvey's. Alvey, sorry. Sam Alvey, he, he's, what do you think? What's that, five now? Five in a row? Maybe six? Mm, yeah. No, right Not there. Not good. Dave. Yeah. Not good. I mean, you <clears throat> almost feel like he's second-guessing himself. Like, he, all he has to do is kind of push the pace. Yeah, you know, what's that? Six. Six losses in one draw. Six losses
0: Jeez. I think that's the last fight you're <clears throat> see Sam in the UFC.
1: Yeah. He's, I mean, like, he's tough, he's a gamer, you know, but he seems like, he, obviously, he's questioned his confidence and he's just not pulling the trigger now. He's fighting off of his back foot, and that's never always, a good thing.
0: Always. <clears throat> I mean, in that fight, there were several times when he actually moved forward and look at what he was able to do in creating a difference in the fight. But he reverted every time to stepping onto his back foot, getting his back up towards the, the fence, and you go, and I, I don't know what it is, you know, because Sam thought, you know, obviously he was mad. He was mad at the judges for uh, losing that fight. Oh, yeah, you could hear him screaming, you know, mm-hmm. about the judge. It's like, no, <laughs> Sam, I love you. You didn't win that fight, dude. Yeah, you, know, you got hurt in, in, that third, in the third round. Yes, you win the <laughs> round because the referee took two points, mm-hmm. but you got hurt. So the guy that actually won the round, as far as the judges are going to look at it, is your opponent, Wellington, yes, you win it on the points because they took two, but he's the one that gets 10, so he ends up with eight, and you get nine. But you didn't win any of those rounds, and it was because you were allowing him to dictate where the fight was at, the pace of it. He was the one initiating the attacks. You were trying to counter, but you were missing at times. Mm-hmm. i just looking and it's, you him, know, this is what happens when It's those little differences of speed. And as things start to tail off a little bit, you're not connecting with what used to connect. You're not able to hit that counter the same way. You're not able to get yourself into the distance where the punch is going to land. And Sam is, for the most part, pretty one-dimensional as far as he likes to stand up and box. He'll throw kicks every now and then, but he uses his hands because he's got power. But he's just not fighting in a way that's going to get him wins against guys. That they're putting him against, and and I'm going to be honest. What well, you know, Wellington was a perfect opponent for him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got you know, decent takedown defense. Uh, you know, he's done training forever with you know Dan Henderson and everyone down in Temecula and stuff. So his wrestling defense is actually good. His submission defense is okay. You know, he he knows what he's doing. So where where's Wellington going to end up? You know having to fight you well it's on the feet that's a perfect place that's where you want it to be he just wasn't able to get it done and he did not you know unfortunately i know he was upset with the the decision but he didn't get that win
1: yeah i think when you when he goes back and watches it he'll realize that yeah. i think in the heat of the moment <clears throat> yeah being upset also with the taking of the points thinking that okay that probably should have catapulted him into at least getting to a draw or something along those lines but no, I mean, when you go back and watch the fight, he, I think he's going to realize that. He Just the heat of the moment. Um, what other fights on this card did you like?
0: <laughs> well, I like
1: Dustin Jacoby. I talked about it. I said,
0: you know, him and Darren Stewart. Uh, Darren's tough, strong, everything. But look at Dustin. Dustin's got confidence now, and he's dangerous on his feet. And if you can't take him down and keep him down, He's a a problem for everyone, and I thought he looked really good in this fight. He came out quickly, first round, you know, about three minutes in, just started hammering Darren Stewart with big shots to the point where the referee stopped it. You know, Darren Stewart didn't hit the ground, but it was a definite good stoppage. He was in trouble. He was hurt, and Dustin was putting it on him. So, great win again for Dustin Jacoby. How many is that in a row for Dustin Jacoby now? Oh, nice. Doesn't he have like four four wins in a row in the UFC or something like that? Or maybe he's got one loss in there or something. But I thought you know, I thought he really looked good. Very impressive. Holy Christ. Um, what does he have? Two, four, five. Look at that. Now, they're not all in the UFC. You got the contender series there. But in the UFC itself, oh, he had the draw. That's what it was with Ian Kutalaba. I own hmm. Kutalaba. Uh, hmm. he's doing great resurrected
1: his career man that's good yeah <clears throat> which is kind of weird <clears throat> so he came in through the he came in through the contender series yeah um what other fights on here did you like yeah
0: i thought the um you gotta go with you know abdul razak al Hassan. what a kick to the to the dome <laughs> You know, I think he said it perfectly. It was shin to chin, man, because it was mm. well-timed. Alessio dipped his head to that side right into it. What was it was 17 seconds or something like that. Yeah. Just a big-time knockout. But I, you, I, all that was great. It was nice to see, you know, Hassan get a, a, a win in, a, a back because he was having a couple of fights where he had problems. But he looked great, you know, as far as that kick, you know, can't get much off of it it was you know one of those things that happened 17 seconds (laughs) you're gonna go out well go out quick
1: there was a couple there was another really nice head kick uh but it all started with the big right hand too was the fight in invicta the female oh
0: emily ducati
1: yes yes against
0: danielle taylor
1: that was nasty well what was she was stoned
0: yeah frozen she was right hit hand. with that fucking right hand and she was leaning forward frozen you know and just an open target for a left kick right to the middle of the face that's a you know, beautiful job by emily ducati you know she, it's
1: what she's supposed to do yeah nicely done nicely done oh uh, yeah the, i was saying i had to give her a little shout out because she used to be with bellator and then <clears throat> um she was yeah. tough but then uh you know she had a couple what a couple losses just you know, she went on and in Vecta, and she was doing well there now. So that was good to yep. see. Nice yeah. to see her doing well. Um you got, okay, got to give get... it up
0: for Gerald Mearshart. Come
1: on. <laughs> Come on. He He's one of those guys. G3. He's just tough, man. He's just tough. He's, he's well-rounded. He's good all the way. Like, he's good. He just – he doesn't have that sex appeal. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have the <laughs> – He's not getting the love I think that he deserves because he's tough. He's good all the way around. He's a good fighter. So I don't know. I don't know what it is with him, but I feel like he's just not not being as pushed. He's not being pushed as much as he could be.
0: I'll tell you what. Everyone knows his ground game is dangerous. He's got a great ground game. He's known for it. His submissions. And you look at the way he set up the choke to finish this fight. Beautifully done. Just absolute, I mean, art. The way he set it up. But the guy the guy he was fighting, man, he had an like on a fifteen fight win streak, you know, and he had hurt Gerald. <clears throat> Gerald comes back, starts throwing his hands, and you could see that uh Muradoff was getting tired. He was starting to, you know, take some shots and he was getting a little tired and stuff, but that's the kind of win for Mershart that you go that's why they keep him. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people talking about, yeah, they need to get rid of Gerald. Nope. That's why you keep no. him because you know what? He's that guy that he's a gamer. He'll fight. He'll fight anybody and he will give you everything he has. You know, he could have quit in that fight. You know, that point where he was getting rocked and he could have mm-hmm. balled up. You know, no one would have said anything other than, Oh, Hey, nayon you know, nice try. But he's a gamer. He's a tough dude. He will not, he will not just give in. And he gutted out that, you know, moment where he was hurt, came back. And again, Go back and watch the way he sets up the, you know, getting the rear naked choke, the way he hides his hands, brings his head and his chin down into it to create where someone can't reach up and just pull him off. All of those little things, that's what makes him so good on the ground. I thought it was a big win for him. I thought it was a great win. And he looked just fantastic after being hurt, coming back. Nice job for Gerald.
1: I think what people need to remember is that when you're a promoter and you have a fighter that he has like kind of an up and down, you know, record or he wins two, loses one, whatever it is, but he'll fight anybody, he'll fight anytime, and he generally has good fights. You have to keep him. You want to know why? Because there's guys that sometimes won't take fights. So they need guys like this that will just step in whenever they'll whatever. fight whoever. You need to have those guys on the roster. You say that with you won't the next fights. guy, too Daniel yep,
0: Rodriguez. Yep.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So you need to have guys like that because if you don't, your show will fall by the side. There won't be, <clears throat> you know, there you're going to lose a lot of a lot of fights and fighters that people want to see because let's say with the Kevin Lee fight, right? He was supposed to fight somebody else or people kept dropping off whatever it was and <clears throat> D-Rod stepped up on pretty much on short notice. I mean, what was it like 15 days?
0: Yeah, 2 weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, Two weeks, weeks or something ago. like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. And to fight someone like Kevin Lee who is who is being highly touted in term in terms of like, yeah, he looks way better at one hundred seventy. It's a big time fight for him. Well Kevin All Lee was supposed things. to fight
0: Sean Brady. Yes. And that's Sean right. Brady fell off. And
1: that was a big fight.
0: That was one that, you know, they were looking at. Hey, that's gonna prove a lot. It's gonna say a lot. And Sean Brady fell out. And Daniel steps in. You gotta give him credit, man. And he looked good. I know mm-hmm, I know we're yeah. stepping over the uh Andre Petrovsky michael gilmore fight good fight but we're gonna just pass over it i'm sorry nice with nice win for Petrovsky. He, he did a great job of finishing he got through where he, he does have problems it seems like getting tired in the fight a lot of muscle a lot of uh a lot of speed so he's got you know fast twitch muscle fibers. he's got to figure out a way to control the pace of the fight so he doesn't burn himself out he did that and he got it he got a nice finish you know in the end he likes that gift wrap. He definitely likes the gift wrap. He's, he, he gift wrapped that dude's arm like four times in that fight. Uh Go back to Daniel Rodriguez Kevin Lee cuz that's the fight to talk about.
1: Yeah, I mean are you disappointed?
0: Not at all. I said <clears throat> Daniel Rodriguez is going to beat him.
1: In all of the lead up to the fight, it's and like when you hear Kevin Lee talk, it's about like I was when I was reading stuff about like yeah, Khabib never fought anybody. He's fought hand-picked opponents. If you look at who he's beaten for the titles, da da da. Like, like I don't understand why you, why people need to talk about other people on their way up, and like like that. Anyways, I mean you're not even the same weight class anymore. You know, um, there's that. That's me obviously be a little bit of a homer. Uh, on top of it is that you haven't really fought at 170. He has, but he, but he did what one time, then he lost, and he came back down, I think, to 55 one time. It was like back and forth. Now he's at 170 for permanent. He looked okay in the first two rounds, He's but here's the thing. He's not a big 70-pounder, but he's he has to cut too much weight to make 55. He's got a lot of muscle on him, but he's never been known for his conditioning and his cardio. So what do you do? Like he, I think he's got to find a way to like retrain his body. I thought I was going to see a better Kevin Lee after this amount of time off. I don't know if it was the nerves. I don't know if it was the, the long layoff. I don't know if it just trying to figure out what fight pace was. But after that first round, there really wasn't a whole lot left in the tank. And he was just sticking one punch, one punch, one punch, trying to get the takedown. He was fighting, fighting for those takedowns, using a ton of energy, just hanging yep. out on the bottom, too, on the legs. Yep. And That makes you more tired carrying somebody else's weight. So there was a lot of stuff. I just I wanted to see something a little bit different. What I saw was the same the same Kevin Lee. He was the same Kevin Lee at 55. Same Kevin Lee now. Not much has really changed. I was expecting a little bit different. I was expecting more. I liked how he kept going to the head kick. You know, he throw the combination, go to the head kick. But you've got to set it up a little bit more. You can't just keep throwing it and keep throwing it, thinking it's going to land. You've got to set it up a little bit more. He's got some power in his kicks. We've seen it with what he fought Gillespie. We've seen it. He's got power in his hands too. But as he gets tired it becomes very just repetitive it's the same combination over and over and it becomes predictable if you're an opponent you're like okay i know exactly what you're going to do so i expected to see something more and it just wasn't there yeah
0: first off i think kevin lee's a fantastic fighter uh, as the he is don't, don't, super... don't, don't,
1: I, but i love i love kevin lee but
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's super dynamic very athletic. He's someone that you've got to really deal with that strength and that speed. And he does have good wrestling. You know, he doesn't have world-class wrestling. You know, I know he's talking that way and stuff, but he's got good wrestling and he's, he is strong. So if he gets his hands together, he can lift you where other guys might not be able to elevate you. He might even have a bad position with his back, but he's strong enough. He can get you up in the air and bring you down, get on top. But he's, this, now he's, you know, in his last seven fights, he's two and five. Yeah. You know? And and <clears throat> you've got to figure out where you're at and what's going to get you back to being the guy, you know, that you were before. Because his two wins, I mean, I know he had the the fight with Edson Barbosa, who now is a featherweight, you know, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about his fight. But that was a cut. And that was in the fifth round that, you know, that fight ended based upon a cut, you know doctor stoppage and stuff you know and then he had the one big kick that you were you know you've even brought up against gregor gillespie great win against a great guy that was gregor's first loss but it was a big one but he's had a lot of you know difficulties out there and we're talking you know the guillotine choke to charles Oliveira. he had a rear naked choke no arm triangle choke to uh, you know, rda you know and these are all why because he gets tired Mm -hmm. And and I thought maybe with the the move from 155 to 170, like you're saying, that he wouldn't get his. He got tired again, and I don't know if it's because of of the layoff and it was just nerves and adrenaline, you know, that that kind of made it happen. But he's gonna have to figure out something's got to change about what you're doing, either in the the fight itself as far as the pace and when you decide to step on the gas and. You've got to regulate that. You're the only one doing, you know, making that happen. So maybe you gotta back it off and, and slow things down so you're fresher going into the other rounds. Or it's you know, your your training has gotta you gotta make alterations. It's not that you're not training, it's not that you're not, you know, getting in shape, but you're not pushing yourself to that point where, you know, how many times did you go out and do sprints where you threw up? You know.
1: Yeah, I've thrown it up in my mouth a couple of times. <laughs>
0: you know, but those are the things that you have to, you know, you get to that point and you've got to push and you got to make it to where you don't have that concern going into the fight that, oh, I could get tired. You know, yeah. if, if it's in the back of your head, it's going to end up being in front of you during the fight. It's just going to happen. So you don't want it to be something that you're concerned with. You want to just say, I, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I'm just going to go out and perform. Because Kevin can perform. He can mm-hmm. you know. He's got all the tools. He's just got to make it happen. And, and against it, I thought, you know, Daniel would be a tough fight for him because Daniel's takedown defense has gotten way better. He's I knew he was bigger. He's a big 170. And being a southpaw, he's got a great straight left hand down the middle. And I thought that would possibly give Kevin some problems as he was trying to make those, you know, attempts at changing levels and getting into him. But, you know, this is great fight by daniel two weeks mm-hmm. give it up for him man the guy looked great and he fought three hard rounds you know kevin fought three hard rounds it just wasn't enough to get it done
1: <clears throat> well like we what you said about his um the way he fights i think what it is is there's times when you need to learn to abandon something so if I shoot a double leg and I drive you to the fence and I'm just hanging out there trying to like basically lock my hands, sometimes you just got to abandon it, come up to the, the double unders or the over under, whatever it is, because you hanging out down there just makes you more tired. You're not only are you fighting for the position, but you're carrying somebody else's weight. These are all things that need to be discussed amongst his, his corners and his coaches and stuff. Go back and watch the fight. If you make the transition from the single to the double, you run them to the fence and then you're stuck there abandon it just come up to the top go go double unders or or over or over under or break off break
0: off with a fucking elbow or you know come out with you know a combination and exit out
1: yeah i mean those are all things that those little small details will conserve your energy like throughout the fight and so like john was saying like what you were saying is just keeping it just making sure that you're fighting smart it's like holding on to a submission until like all of a sudden the person's. Out, but you're in denial that you still have the wrist. But they're out now. They're on your back, and you're getting choked. It's like you you can't hold on to something so long to the point where it puts you in a shitty position. And in this case, he kept trying to shoot double legs. He kept getting getting in, but then he had he got a couple good takedowns. Yeah. But what happened was he kept hanging out there, hanging out there for some time on some of them. And next thing you know, he's getting more tired and more tired. And so those are little adjustments that you got to start. He's got to start making, especially for him because he's been known to get tired. So I think that's like something you have to have to have a conversation with his coaches with. Yep, so. I agree. Um, all right, the two ultimate fighter fights. I, you I'm know, like, what's really weird. We went from watching really good fights, and then you see uh, these two young, you know, these four young guys come in, you know, and then I was just like, these are just way different fights. <laughs> <It's>
0: not... <laughs> well, it, okay, <laughs> what you're saying is so true, and this is where yeah, and people talk to me all the time about Forrest Griffin, Steph Bonner, this is the greatest fight. I go, it was a good fight. It was but it was a good fight because they both made huge mistakes throughout it because yeah. that's just, that's what creates that. And <clears throat> let me introduce you to Ricky, Ricky Tercios versus yeah. Brady. His history. I mean, it was a good fight. It was fun to watch, but yeah. so many little things that you look at. And I, I love Ricky as far as he is the guy that no give up. You know, if you take him down, he's going to try to make you pay. If you, Get into his legs, he's going to hit you with elbows. He is exactly what, you know, when we talk about we say all the time, look, if you you make it hard on your opponent, if you create these things, you know, your offensive, that makes your opponent have to deal with it. That makes it hard on him, and that's exactly what Ricky was doing against Brady. He was making it hard on him. Every time that Brady got into a position that he thought he was going to be okay, he was still getting hit with an open palm to the face he was getting hit with an elbow to the side of the head every position he had to accept and deal with something else that he wasn't used to having to deal with and that made Ricky a problem for him
1: yeah yeah Ricky is scrappy <clears throat> he um like you said it just when you go to watch these fights I'm thinking to myself <laughs> gosh mistake after mistake after yep. mistake but hey they're but young they're great. I mean I got to yeah. got to cut him some slack cuz if you go back and you watch the Forrest and Stefan Bonner fight I have watched it so many times and I go back and I'm like god it really wasn't a very technical fight
0: No it was it was it was, was, a, very it was a snobber blocker and they both were just yeah. swinging shots and that's made it fun and it was great mm-hmm. but it's not everyone goes oh it was one of the greatest fights ever Not really no
1: but it's no, a it was, great you know
0: it is what it is mean,
1: it, If you mean greatest fight ever you mean like it was one of the most entertaining yes but it was entertaining yeah, in terms of Te- technique technical, and all no. those other things, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, absolutely not. And that's pretty much what you get with these next two fights. Is they're yeah. good fights, good fights, super technical. Absolutely not. No, but you know, t- so, you but- know a
0: lot of toughness <clears throat> was shown, a lot of grit. And, and I'll give it to both yeah. Ricky and Brady, man, both of them <laughs> tough. Ricky is tough. He is junkyard dog tough. He is. You got to shoot and kill me because I'm not going to stop. Tough. And Brady is that person you look and you go technically probably better just you yeah. know all of a sudden had a guy that he never had to deal with a guy that just kept no matter what position he was in kept after him kept making him deal with things and just you could tell brady's in shape he got tired yeah you know and i don't blame him I, you know nerves. anyone
1: anyone would gotten tired yeah but great fight I think the nerves for those think about this some of these fighters they wait six they they wait like say three or four sometimes five wins just to get on the main card and here these two guys are headlining after being on a tv now they're basically like headlining this they're co-main event and the co-co-main event i guess whatever but they're in the top of the of a main card i mean there's got to be a lot of nerves for these young guys i expected that but overall i thought both the both the ultimate fighter fights were good um I felt bad for Gilbert. Gilbert's had, hes the one that had the brothers, right? His two yep. brothers, his other two brothers yeah. were involved as well. Both Your neither one brother. of them had made it to the finals. Yeah, neither one of them had ever made it to the finals. Uh, he got there, but uh, he got there because someone fell off. Correct. Yes. The ma- the main—the the the guy that was supposed to I guess win the whole thing. Yep. Uh he ended up getting hurt. They signed him to a contract anyways, from what I understand. Yeah. So he still got signed. So that's good. Good to hear. But uh, overall, I mean, uh, he came out like a barn burner, though. Gilbert did. He came out, like, just came out, got the take, got on top, just nasty, just was laying down leather, and then you could just tell after about two and a half minutes, shit, I'm tired. (laughs) He was tired. (laughs) Oh, man, I just felt bad for him. I was like, man, I've been there. I've been there. Just, oh, what about you? You're you're thinking to yourself, fuck what I get myself into. When it's going your way, you... You're loving it. As soon as you, (laughs) soon as you realize, okay, there's a break in action, and you're like, "Shit, I'm tired. I'm tired. Damn, I'm tired. My arms are good. I mean, I can't squeeze anymore." (laughs) But you, Uh,
0: you got to give it to Brian Battle. Look, people can say what they want. The guy came in, you know, all the the whole thing with last pick. Let let let's make this real clear as far as how they pick. You know they put the guys through you know a workout kind of thing and they'll have them roll against each other and they'll do some you know uh, light sparring and they'll put them on airdyne bikes and they'll put them through you know a series of things you know to kind of test them but you can't you can never know unless you know the guy you don't know his heart and if there's one thing that you know brian he's got heart man guy the guy is there's no quit in him he's tough you know he's a battler and so, yeah, he was picked last. It was very nice to see him come all the way and, and get the win. So, good for him, man. Proved everybody wrong. You got to like those moments.
1: <clears throat> all, all, all you do when you pick, when they pick the way that they pick, it's just a popularity contest. Sometimes. That's all it is. Well, sometimes it is them, because
0: those guys are guys that are, you know, out of your gym and things like yeah. that.
1: You know, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not big on the the way that they pick, but. <laughs> gives me flashbacks of my childhood <laughs> uh, were, you, were you picked last in dodgeball i don't no, not not in dodgeball because i was so dodgeball small. Was good I mean, right <laughs> i try to tell everyone man i was only about 4 8 until my sophomore year in high school i weighed 93 95 pounds until my sophomore year in high school i was tiny
0: yeah i was that I was, was me in the third game. grade <laughs> yeah your, your leg oh man all right now we want to talk about something that josh and i both really like it is fume fume is the best way for you to quit smoking or vaping naturally if that's what you're doing it's also really good just for you to get this nice aromic therapeutic oil enhanced blast of menthol and all these things it replaces that hand-to-hand habit if you're a smoker you've got flavorful blends with plants that curb nicotine cravings that's the black pepper we've got menthol sensations That's the peppermint. You got stress relief with lavender and cinnamon, no smoke, no vape, no nicotine, no harmful side effects, no, nothing that's bad for you. You got to head to www.breathefume.com slash with the code weighing in, use our code weighing in to get 10% off. Now, when you're doing this, it's not F-U-M-E, just f u m. Use that code, insert it, 10% off for your order. I'm telling you right now, they have a cool pack of one fume prominent. It's got the actual vape, uh, It's not a vape. It's actually an, an enhanced breathing tube for you to put that core into. Use that. It's got a pack of conquer, a pack of mint, peppermint, a pack of black pepper. All of these are essential oil cores that you stick into the fume wood from canada based breathing tube that is just easy to use it's simple there's a pack for you to put it in so the cores last for a long time up to about four days it's fantastic what do you think about it josh
1: i think it's great i've had family that have used it as well and ones that have had covid have said that it's actually helped for them to get their taste back by using the essential oils i use it because obviously I have nose problems from all the years of fighting. And so it actually helps You would have not my... been hit so much. It would have been I such I a problem. I tried to avoid it. I tried <laughs> to avoid it. Uh, but, you know, sometimes headbutts happen. And so oh, what happens there it is. is... I love was... you.
0: <laughs> not.
1: It has helped with my breathing. It helps me at night sleep. It's very, um, it's almost like I said, like that uh, eucalyptus uh, smell. Like as if you go into a steam room, it cleans you out, clears you out. And so I have nasal problems because of all the years of fighting. But the one thing that I would say is that um, my family has said that it's actually helped get their taste back and that little bit of their smell back after they had COVID. They had, had not had smell and taste for probably about... I'd say four or five months, and as soon as they started it, within three to four days, that they had their smell and their taste back. Not all the way, but it started to recover. They hadn't been able to smell or taste anything, so this is maybe something that other people could start using if you have lost your smell or your taste from COVID as well. So, like you said, all natural, no smoke. Um, definitely something that is 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 not. It's healthy for you, but it's a uh, it 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 works perfectly for. Keeping your nasal cavity clear, as well as uh, for me sleeping and resting. So, make sure you guys use that promo code for an additional ten percent off. Weighing in. Good luck with it. We love it. All right. So the fight that we uh, with when they announced this fight, I was like, "Holy shit, this is gonna be a great fight," and it lived up to the hype, man. But I gotta, I gotta retract some of my words that I said last week. Chikatse was was way faster than. Marcos. Okay, why? I, sh- I just couldn't tell you. I, he just was I, faster. He was just a I'm, faster I, fighter. I,
0: I kind of figure, I, I look at this this way, Gaga always is going in there, and everyone knows what he does, and everyone's trying to take him down for the most part, and so he spreads his legs out a little bit more, and he's doing things a little bit different to make sure that he doesn't get taken down. I, in watching him against Edson, he was fighting it like he was a kickboxer. Mm-hmm. He was very comfortable in it, and... That freedom of not worrying about someone taking him down made him, to me, his speed was just incredibly good because he wasn't, he just took that whole part and just set it to the side. I'm not worried about being taken down. He's not going to try to take me down. We're going to have a kickboxing fight. Let's go. And it made him faster.
1: Yeah, that could be it, John. I mean, I felt, I just, I I was shocked because Barboza, I felt like, has really fast hands and kicks, but he seemed like he was a step behind from the beginning of the fight. Yeah. The very first kick that was thrown, Barboza tried to throw a leg kick right back, and it just seemed so much slower than Giga's kicks. And I was thinking to myself, wow, this is going to be a different fight than I thought. I thought Giga was going to be the one that kind of like threatened the takedown to kind of open up the, the striking more. Um. But no, I would have I suggested right off the bat after I had seen that if I was a coach or a corner and said, hey, just threaten the takedown a little bit just so it makes him stay true to his his wrestling defense, makes him a step slower. That's it. Barboza didn't have an answer. Even his leg kicks didn't seem like they were as powerful. But man, both of those guys were checking the kicks very... Oh! Jeez, and it was first, making the, it look fluid. Dude, the first check
0: that Edson threw, brings his leg up and cracked that shit, I was like, oh, yeah. that freaking hurt that hurt <laughs> they were yeah. beautifully done but yeah i thought i i looked at it going into it you know i said I, I gotta give the edge to edson and where i was giving the edge to edson was i thought experience the guys that he had been in the cage with yeah. all those guys that you know I, you know pushed him at different times and i go that that counts for a lot when you're in this type of fight you know, and not not the Giga hasn't been in a lot of fights, but he hadn't been in a lot of fights in the UFC in that cage under pressure, mm. in, in the same fashion. And so, you know, I I saw, I thought slightly I was giving the advantage to Edson. Obviously, I said you know either guy could win as far as you know, but I if I was going to give an advantage, the advantage I would have given to Edson based upon just experience and the guys that he had been against, because Giga has not had to fight you know the quality. of, overall yeah. that Edson has, has faced and so gaga looked good he was in control yeah. throughout that fight and, and the best you know he was the whole thing a lot of people were like I'm I heard people saying why is he fighting on the fence why isn't he going after him it's like he was baiting him to come into him he knew exactly where he was at he knew exactly what he was looking for and he was just baiting him in to come into that that range for him is making it to where Edson was the guy that had to create that distance closure And once he made it, then Giga was going to explode and hit him with the kick or hit him with the, you know, the punch combination. And he just looked fantastic.
1: Yeah, Giga was longer. He was faster. Uh, He was mixing up the combinations a lot better. He did a lot of great things. It was a very impressive fight. Edson just had the, you know, he, he had the hands and the kicks, but his very just traditional style of kickboxing. Whereas Giga was mixing up a lot of different stuff, spinning kicks side kicks all dude, everything there was okay, how
0: fast was that spinning kick towards the end of the round yes you know, right like, oh i wouldn't yeah. even have seen it happen that would have been one of those muhammad ali things about turning out the light and hitting the bed and stuff because it, it's like someone would have said man he almost hit you with that spinning kick and i would have gone what spinning kick yeah
1: <laughs> dude that was fast i would have thought edson would have thrown one right back you know because yeah. he he's got a good one as well but oh no I mean, overall, the fight lived up to the hype. Got the finish, um, good stuff for him. But he, can you click on Edson's uh, record, Dave? Yep. So if you click on him, like you were talking about the level of competition, so if you go it's down, there, he's fought. Yeah, you look at he's fought Shane Burgos, he's fought um, what's it called Miracani, Dan Ige, Paul Felder, Justin Gaethje, Dan Hooker, Kevin Lee, Khabib, uh, D- Darius, Gilbert Melendez. I mean, like scroll down more. Like these are all. Yeah, he's Killers. Just... Oh, Anthony Pettis, Tony Ferguson, Paul Felder again. I Twice. mean, like, he's fought with Paul everybody. Felder, yeah. That's crazy, Bob... man. Michael Johnson, Bobby Green, Donald Cerrone, Danny That's Castillo. That's what I was talking about. Man, he's yeah, he's done through is so all... many. Shit, Jamie Varner. Fuck, I haven't heard mm. that name in a long time. Yeah, Terry Edom, Ross Pearson, and Chikawani. Yeah, it just goes goes and goes and goes. And goes crazy it's very impressive very impressive wow i mean and then you look at giga giga sure he hasn't fought the level of competition but i would have to agree with you is that you would think from all the guys that that uh edson's fought those are all top top level guys and a lot of them had been in that that top three and some of them have been champions yep you know i mean his giga's big best win before this fight was cub swanson
0: oh no doubt about about
1: it yeah yeah, good stuff, man. I mean, that's very impressive. He's seven, what? He's seven and zero in the UFC now, I think, and fourteen and two overall. That's impressive. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a fight again and see what Edson does when he comes back. Should yeah. be good. You yeah, got right, Well,
0: one of the things, one of the things you do have to like that when the fight went to the ground, Giga did go for submissions. I love that. He didn't just oh, go yeah, for punches; right. he went for submissions, man.
1: What was he trying to lock in? He was trying to lock in the Dars, right? He Well, he went to an Anaconda, then he switched Anaconda.
0: it to a, to a Dars, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, just finished the fight off from there. But the fact that he went to the Dars and was thinking about trying to get it, went to the Anaconda, then switched it to the dars Beautiful. Loved it. Oh. Showing you're a full fighter, man. like that.
1: Way to go, Giga. Got to put that pressure on Etz and make him think about other things. <laughs> oh, what was that? That was oh. me, man oof that was like me a second ago all right well hey let's uh let's talk about uh let's get into something else oh geez here we go.
0: oh it's coming that's... it's tonight the
1: fight i have to watch this yep you do i don't want to <laughs> it's actually it you know i'm actually as we've gotten closer i'm more interested but this, really see look at look at but here look at this look at the stare down look how big he is compared to t wolf that's what i've said yeah, it's it's nonstop. They, he keeps taking fights against smaller guys and all these these uh. And sure, don't get me wrong. T wood got the uh, he's got the experience. I just I get nervous as it gets into that second. He doesn't have round. the
0: experience in a boxing ring. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah this. Is, hey. Josh. All right, let's talk about this real quick. John, John, come on, let's talk we, about it. Let's talk about this because <laughs> this is where people are making the mistake. Because you're a great athlete, doesn't mean that you can go and be a great athlete in another sport. Now there are guys that have, there's the Deion Sanders and there's the Bo Jacksons of the world, but they're few and far between. All right, yeah. we and we've had you know Michael Jordan was as good a basketball player as you will find, and when he went to baseball, he was average. He was a legend. if that. What?
1: He was a legend in baseball. A legend, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, with the Barons. Yeah. So, you know, and, and this is
0: where people are sitting there saying something about, oh, you know, he's a five-time world champion. So Tyron Woodley is a zero champion in boxing. Yeah. He has got zero fights in boxing. Now, yes, you can sit there and say everything you want about, has he trained, you know, his hands? Of course he has. You know, he he's a guy that trained, but so little compared to what a boxer – trains it's just different he knows that based upon the training he's been doing for this fight the training for boxing is different you cannot train all of that and be an mma fighter because there's too many other things that you have to do jake paul has got more experience in the boxing world than tyron woodley and where he really has more experience is he's had more rounds in sparring just as a boxer trying to get better as a boxer to where he understands the pace and the pressure that he can bring and how he brings it compared to what tyron did in mma in a five-minute round compared to three-minute rounds it's something that tyron's going to be trying to work out in the middle of the fight that's not a good place to work it out
1: yeah what you have to what i want everyone to remember is this is that <clears throat> mma guys they spend a whole day working on wrestling they spend a whole day working on jujitsu and they spend the rest of the time doing their cardio their kickboxing and their boxing you know mm-hmm. so those three like it's it's a fraction of what you spend in just boxing so let's just say i spend one day sure we hit mitts but there's also mix i'm, I'm hitting the mitts differently because i'm adding a kick in the end or and you're also standing differently yes you are you're standing a lot different yep because you know that you have you have to fight a takedown defense, or you know you yes. have to be able to sprawl. You know you have to be able to throw the kick. Even the kickboxers, kickboxers don't fight the same style no. like in terms of the way they stand w- that boxing does. And so, and th- that's what you're going to run into. So now, all T-wood, those uh,
0: things, all those things that T Wood has been doing for all that time in MMA lead up to what in this fight? He's got to change against
1: him, to be honest. Yes, he's got to change it. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and so the fact that he just had a fight, excuse me, oh, yeah, I know <laughs> the fact that he just had, I covered my mouth for you, for you guys at home, okay, <laughs> um, the fact that he, he had a fight against Vicente Luque, it was an MMA fight, and that was what, less than a year ago, and now here we are now again, where he's just fighting boxing, that is not enough time. It's just not enough time. These the style of boxing that will make you tired if you have someone that knows how to push the pace on you. Just the fatigue is is different. It's a different style of fighting that he will not be used to. I give yeah. him, I give him two and a half three rounds. If he doesn't get a, if he doesn't get Jake Paul out of there by then, we're gonna have a problem. Did you see his open workout video? Who's T Woods? No, like him and his coach. They didn't have like a routine on the mitts. They didn't have. They were messing up the combinations. I was like thinking to myself, how long have you guys been working together? <laughs> like, I mean, at least have like a routine that you like. You would think they'd have a routine in terms of like just fluidity for mid holding. It, it didn't look good. I mean, people were there was a ton of critics on am Like, yeah, it was a horrible open workout for him. I went and watched the video. I'm like, yeah, it was. Didn't look good. Like they were they were messing up the combos. They were like, I mean, I don't know. It was it just wasn't a good look. Don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean shit. We're talking about practice, no. but. You know, if you're if you're with if you're there with your mitt guy and you guys have been working for say eight weeks, ten weeks, on the mitts, you guys should be able to flow. Unless your coach is trying to change shit just because the cameras are on, then okay, then I get it. And I and I would never I never understood coaches that did that. Like, oh yeah, do this, do this. I'm about to fight. Like, oh, why are you trying to change it now? So when I saw the open workout video, I was like, man, this is this isn't good. If this is what this is the kind of routine that he had, this is not good. You know, so he does look a little bit slower. He, I know he's explosive. I know he's got some power. But it's going to be a tough fight for him. It's going to be a lot tougher than people think.
0: Prediction. Let's hear it. <sighs> Putting you on the I spot. I mean,
1: I think T. Wood's got to get him out of there before three. If he doesn't get him out of there before three, it's not going to go well for him. I think I think after that, I think Jake Paul starts piecing, like kind of just touching him and touching him, making him work. If he can, if he can do that, then I think he's got to – I think if Jake Paul can get to the third round, I think he's got a good chance of, I wouldn't say finishing him, but he's got a good chance of piecing him up. You know, having dominant rounds. What do you think? I
0: I look at it the same way. I think Jake Paul wins the fight. I'm just being honest. I I don't want to say that. I want Tyron to win. Mm -hmm. But I think if Tyron doesn't get him hurt somewhere badly in the first or second round, it's just going to start going downhill. He will get tired by the fifth, sixth round if it makes it to that. He's going to be mm-hmm. in deep trouble.
1: Yeah. So. Yep. Like I've said before, I've sparred with guys like Robert Guerrero. I've sparred with other guys, like other to top boxers, you know, guys that I know um, that are, <clears throat> you know, 11, 12, 14 and zero. and they would use me. And I, even when I was in fight shape, like 20, ready to fight Gilbert, you know, in a 25 minute fight was in phenomenal shape. They would use me for their warm-up rounds for the first four rounds yeah. because they were just getting started. Like no. they, you know, they they use me for their, you know, their their head movement. They use me for their footwork. They, you know, they use me for turning, the, turning off the cage and then throwing the combination out of cage with the ropes and then turn, throwing the combination. They were working something specific with me. Then I come out and then another guy goes in who's a real boxer, and then you see the real thing. You're like, God damn, I'm glad I'm glad that wasn't me. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> that's that's kind of what I think you're gonna see. Now look, I'm not calling Jake Paul Robert Guerrero. That's for no. sure. no, but but i'm saying though is that when you haven't done it you haven't spent those i mean if you're sparring you know if you're having to fight eight rounds he's gonna he would have to have done tons and tons of just work tons of mitt work tons of boxing tons of rounds tons of you know a lot of things bag work and i don't know i don't know if it's i don't know if that drives there anymore john and it's also well it's also let's let's be honest take a look at
0: this 40 years of age compared Mm -hmm. to 24 years of age yeah look there's a difference there. Father Time slows you down. I'm now when they were 24 and 24, I'm saying T Wood's the better athlete. Okay? Yeah. At 40, you know what? Father Time's taking some of that speed away. Now let's take a look at the other thing. And you talked about it because this is huge in this. Jake Paul's way bigger than mm-hmm. Tyron Woodley. Okay, yes, they both weighed in at 190 pounds. Jake Paul, Tyron walked around somewhere in that. 195 mm-hmm. pound range, okay. Jake Paul walks around at 215 pound range. He's just a bigger guy, and mm-hmm. that weight when he leans because you if you get into clinch and you're leaning, the clinch is different. You're not looking for underhooks in mm-hmm. boxing. You're doing overhooks. All right, I'm taking your ability to hit me away, and I'm putting weight down on you. I'm taking and I'm using my you know hand to pull your head down and just push you away. And all these things that are done in boxing, I'm not just not sure that Tyron, based upon size, is going to be able to last if those things occur because he's going to get tired from them. The, the size is a huge difference in this fight. And again, Jake Paul, they pick his opponents, they pick smaller guys. Now Tyron looks like a tank. He's built like you know a brick shit house, no doubt about it. But he's a smaller guy and it doesn't it's not so much you know your body it's not the way it looks it's how it performs and what it's used to and i just don't see that tyron is in a position where he's got an advantage in this other than he's got the advantage of experience walking into a a professional fight he's got the he's got the advantage there
1: everywhere else
0: i'm not seeing too many advantages
1: well we're gonna see we're gonna find out tonight uh i'm flying down right after we get done filming this this morning flying down to la to do fight companion there's going to be five of us again holy christ i know i know last time it was a little bit of a shit show with all the uh (laughs) with with everyone (laughs) talking over each other but i was trying to look at this thing it's uh brian callen it's um quentin jackson uh bradley (laughs) martin and (laughs) brennan shop i i like to i like i like brian callen man He's, he's fun just to be around. We ran into him when we did guy. food trucks. He's a he's a funny guy, he's man. a great he's, guy. He has like that no. Don't get me wrong. There's ego involved, but there's he seems like there's no there's no ego when you talk to him. He's just a funny guy. He likes to be. He's very social, very open. Just you know, I don't know. I I, I like being around him. Nice guy. Yeah. So oh uh, yeah. So fun. we're doing the fight companions tonight during the during the Jake Paul T Wood fight. So you guys can watch us on YouTube. I will tune you in since I have to watch. Yeah. That. Well, since you you know you like to text me, dropping my dropping some knowledge for me to spread, I, I just claim it for my own. That's okay. You claim it, baby. If you guys claim see me, it, called, guys see me look smart. at my, if you guys see me look at my phone, and then I say something smart, that came from John. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! All right, what else we got, Dave? All right, guys, before we get started on our next uh, conversation, let's go to mybookie.ag. Scan the QR code, collect your bonus here. With this little code, this little QR code right there. So they will give you a little extra spending cash. On You can bet on all sorts of stuff. Football's starting up now. You got basketball. You got all these things coming up. So you can start making those bets and placing those bets and making some money at mybookie.ag. Scan that QR code to collect your bonus. Promo code weighing in. Scan to collect the bonus. And I hope you all win. All right, last thing to get into is this stacked card, UFC 268. Boy, Man, it, is. it is just stacked. Okay, so before we get too started on this, okay, this right here looks great on paper. Yeah, we'll but I want to remind you, this is <laughs> in New York. This is in New York. The COVID testing, the vaccine stuff that's going on there. Don't be surprised if you lose one or two of these fights. Don't be surprised. Do not sleep, so, Rocket. <clears throat> you're so, sleep rocking no. it. No, what I'm doing is I'm trying to be negative now so when it all comes together then it makes me feel a lot better about and it. And you go, I told you so. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, if it all comes if we're able to get this card on oh. that in, that the, in New York and the, I'll, I'll be I'll be surprised. I'll be very surprised. You know? I, I just I that, we've that card John, is stacked. Yeah, it's stacked. I mean, okay, so let's talk let's talk about it. do you think you think Rockhold gets it done? Ah oh. Man, I'll tell you what.
0: Look, he's the better athlete. Uh, He's the guy that um, if he's smart and he fights the fight smart and he uses one of his greatest assets compared to his opponent, which is the ground, yes, he gets it done. If he decides to outbox Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland is a dog. Sean Strickland will come after him. Sean Strickland will just continue to put shots on him, and eventually Luke will fold because – can't take those that many shots. It's, you know, yeah. He's taking some damage in his career. Luke's the better overall fighter, no doubt about it. Does Technique he fight? wise, fight wise, Does, everything. Yeah. Luke's the better fighter. Does he fight as an MMA fighter? He wins the fight. If he uses the skill sets that he has and, and creates those situations where he forces Sean into having to deal, even if he doesn't get the takedown, having to deal with thinking about it, that's going to open up his striking. It'll make things better for him. And if he can get the fight to the ground, I know that Luke has got the better ground game by far, but does he do it? That's my question. If he does, he wins. I don't know.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I honestly, I've I've said this forever. People underestimate how damn good Luke is on the ground. Oh, he's he's so good on the ground. And the shit part is that he just doesn't doesn't use it. He's fallen in love with his power in terms of especially his kick power. But uh, because he's got a nasty Boy, body kick and he's got a nasty head kick on that rear leg. Dude, he sits, he's got that, uh, He's got a question ball.
0: mark kick that's fantastic. Yep. It's yep. hard to it,
1: see. Yeah, but he throws that better from the conventional, from standard uh, stance, from his right hand stance. But he normally fights left-handed. You know, and so I, I like, he can fight both ways, but he likes to fight left-handed. His body, because he likes to throw that body kick. You know, he loves to hit that 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 body kick to the liver and just... He's good, and that's the thing. I just, oh, I want to see him get the win. I think Sean Strickland's going to try to press him, push him, do all he those should. things,
0: make it dirty. But if he,
1: he's going to try to make it dirty. But I think, like you Got said, to. Luke's the better. Luke is the better athlete all the way around. I think he's the better fighter too, all the way around. It's just a matter of if we can, if we can get Luke to use all of his attributes. But I didn't even know that Bobby Green and uh, Ali Quinto was on here. I did. I did know. I just found out yesterday that it was Frankie and Marlon Chito. So, oh. That'll be a good fight. What's that? Stop that. Stop that. Oh, oh, I know. (laughs) It's early in the morning. We're we're filming early in the morning here. I know it's like 830 for you. It's 530 for me. And I was sick all day yesterday. So I'm just like, I'm I'm powering through for you guys. I love you guys. Um, So Ale Quinta, Bobby Green, that should be a great fight. Did they already fight before though? I thought they did. I thought they did too. Dave, can you look that up? And then the, the Frankie Edgar and Chito Vera fight. I did. That came out of left field. That wasn't a fight that I ever thought. But I didn't even think about having that fight. Well, that was because
0: they wanted Sean O'Malley to fight Frankie Edgar and Sean O'Malley yeah. said, no, I'm not fighting in New York. And Jeez. really, he was saying, no, I'm not fighting Frankie Edgar in New York for that money that you <laughs> want to give me. Are you crazy? Yeah. That's that's the answer. I'm not doing
1: that. No. No, they haven't Actually, fought. smart move, Sean. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very smart move. Very smart move. Uh, Cheeto, though. I mean, Cheeto's got some good kicks. He's got uh, he's got good knees, good elbows. He's, he's a dog. As we like to say, he's he's got dogs in his hands too. He's got some power. Um, I think Frankie though his wrestling might be a little bit too much. Yeah, if Frankie if Frank... gets in there, Frankie is slowing down though. I mean, we we've, we've yes. seen it in the last two fights. He is slowing down. I want to see him. You know, obviously get some takedowns, but he's been having a hard time getting takedowns because of the explosiveness. He's having to fight these younger guys. I think Frankie's what thirty eight now somewhere in there so he's starting to slow down a little bit and i'm like "Ah, yeah i just i want i want to see i want to see him you know get a couple more wins but i think that i think frankie's 39. oh he's 39. this is a very winnable fight for him though This is a very winnable fight i want to remind people i want to remind people that he was the lightweight champion then he went to 45. (laughs) then now he's at 35. I mean, he potentially could go to 25. He's not a big guy. So to think about the things that he's done in his career is just it just baffles me. And I trained with him when he first came into the UFC, right after he fought Tyson Griffin. His next like two or three fights were with us at AKA. And he um man, like he was he was so hard to keep off of me. Take down, get on he would get on top, I'd kick him back. He'd like hit the ground, bounce back on top. Like you could, I had such a hard time getting him off of me. Just such a pain in the ass. And, uh, we became good friends after that. And like, he was one of my favorite training partners because he, he could go hard and he can go easy, but he always mixed it up and kept you guessing. He just, those are the kind of guys you want to have as training partners. He was phenomenal, man. Yeah. Sad to see him not, like, not be able to come back. Uh, he got married, started, you know, having kids. Oh, he started <laughs> a life. He was like, yeah. He started a life. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. 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 He, he stopped the bachelor life and turned into a, a, a husband, which was great. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, like, I think that's I think it's a very winnable fight. Cheeto's tough, but I think I think it's a good fight for both of them. Um, Irene Aldana versus Jermaine. That's a great Oof. fight. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be a tough fight for Irene though.
0: Man, Irene's the just stand up fighter. She's good.
1: So look Jermaine, Germaine's yeah. getting older. She is. She's thirty nine. She, you know what doesn't get old though is her power. Yeah, she does she have power. some power. In her hands. Yep. She she does load up a little bit though, you know. So she loads up to throw, which mean Irene can can probably get in, get out, and stuff uh, before Jermaine starts letting this stuff go. But if Jermaine mixes it up, she's good. Like in the clinch, she trained at AK for a long time too. She was, I, she Javier used to send her in on me when I was training for Gilbert on the in the fifth round, and she would just fucking try to try to fuck me up. It was brutal because you don't want to. <laughs> You yeah, don't want to try to knock her out You know And you want to control her But man It was horrible She's spinning back Kicking me right to the face One time mm. I got fucking so mad I got so <laughs> mad Fucking double legged <laughs> her, slammed her on the ground And sort of fucking hitting her Sort of wailing on her And Hobbs like Hey 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 I was like Fuck, Hey hey so hey hey Did you
0: see what she just yeah. did
1: to me <laughs> she fucking snapped my head back it was clean right on the like i thought she broke my nose i was so <laughs> pissed i was so damn pissed uh, but she fucked me up and that and that one time i was just
0: all right ah. let's talk about another one rose naman eunice immediately giving uh, i don't know if she's giving but Li zhang gets an immediate rematch do you think that's right do i do i think it's right yeah Is that no? Absolutely not. Do you think there should be a rematch with a with a fighter that got knocked
1: out in the first round? Okay, so this is the only time I think, and we we were talking about this off air before we came on. The only time I think they should give rematches like this to someone who got knocked out, or you got submitted, or you got worked, or whatever it was. I think you give the automatic rematch to guys like Jose Aldo, guys like you know, guys like a John Jones, guys like a GSP, someone who's been the champion for so long that they just had an off night, maybe. Maybe okay. they came in with injuries. Maybe whatever it was, you give it to them because they've earned it. They've, with all due respect, they've earned, you know, the amount of title defenses. They earned that that re- that automatic rematch. In this situation, what was she champion for? One or two fights? Yeah, one and fight. She, got, she beat she beat Joanna. Yeah, she, she got knocked out. It was like a head kick. Finished. Done. First like, round. I, I don't. I don't understand. The only reason why I can see this being a play. Is that UFC is trying to make sure that they stay in the Chinese market? I'm just being honest. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, no. That's, a that's a, that's good, a that's a good reason. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I love I love watching Wayle Zhang fight. She or yeah, she's she's tough. She's very tough. She's good. She's a pit bull. She comes. I mean, her fight with Joanna is probably one of the best fights I think I've ever seen in my oh, life. It was a great fight. It was a phenomenal fight. But that's but one defense. Yep. Yeah exactly and then and rose I, is ready look to at, get this thing i
0: look at it this way it's like
1: exactly what you're saying
0: if you if you're that long-standing champion and you lose your anderson Silva, and you lose your title okay I'll, I'll give you an immediate because maybe it was bad you know just you know bad bio bio rhythms or whatever bad night for you let's give them an automatic rematch okay i don't have a problem with that or if you have a fight that is Super competitive, like the Joanna Genchech mm. Wei Li Zhang. Super close. If she had lost that, I see giving her an immediate rematch because it was such a good fight, so close. Okay, I don't see it off of. You got knocked out in the first round. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even close. You didn't. You didn't touch Rose in that fight, and so to me, it's like, hey, give her, let her go back. Let her get a couple wins and then let her come back and, and take on Rose. But, you know, whatever the reason, they have their reasons and stuff. I just don't think that this is the one that I go, yeah, that, that automatic rematch makes sense. It doesn't. Not in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I would have loved to have seen the um, Whaley Zhang and Ioana rematch to see who got to fight Rose next. Can you pull up the brackets, or the uh, weight classes?
0: Dave? Yeah. That's Let's a rough see. one when you think that Joanna's already fought Rose twice and
1: lost to her twice. Yeah, it is. It is. But, I mean, I just want to see that Whaley Zhang and Joanna fight again. <laughs> I'm being <laughs> selfish. I'm being selfish right now. Yeah. So, uh, Carlos is in there as well. You could have had Whaley Zhang fight Carlos Barza, And then, I don't know, somewhere in the mix. McKenzie Dern is making a run, man. Oh, Mackenzie gonna stand be a problem. by. It's coming. She's going to be a problem for a lot of these girls. be a problem for a lot. For a lot of them. Like girls like Carla Esparza are gonna have a hard, hard time with Mackenzie Dern. Well, Mackenzie's got a fight coming up.
0: Yeah, is a, fight. Isn't she headlining a show coming up? I think she is.
1: Yeah. Who is she fighting? I'm not positive. She's grown on me. I didn't really like her in the beginning when she first came in. Not that I didn't like her. What I was saying, like she never made weight. Marina. That's Marina just, Rodriguez. That, ah. That's a good fight.
0: Yeah, that should be. You're, good. But you're talking stone cold stand up fighter in Marina Rodriguez against Mackenzie, who can now, Mc, Jason Pearl has done a great job with Mackenzie yep. Dern, getting her stand up, you know, moving up, getting her to where she's at least able to stay on her feet for a while. If the if the fight hits the ground, there's nobody yeah. that can stay with Mackenzie in that weight class. Nobody.
1: Nope. I think even in some of the other weight classes, <laughs> there's no one that could be on the ground with her. She's good, but then she's again, really let, good on the let, ground. Let, let, let's, boxing... not,
0: let, let's not mix this up. Mackenzie's in a different weight class than Rose and wayley so. Oh yeah, no, uh, she go down to Straw no, she, yeah, no yeah, yeah, strawweight. No way, She's number yeah. four in strawweight. Damn,
1: I'm screwing that up. Yeah, I, I thought oh, she was at 125. Trouble. Also, she
0: was at 125 for a while. I know. Yeah, I, I screwed it up.
1: No, what happened was, I, I believe she didn't make weight a couple times, and then she went up to 125 for a, a fight or two, and then they she finally started getting her weight in check, and so she came down to 15. Because yeah. remember, she, they had her in the rankings, and she had never made the weight. Yeah. People were like, how, how can you be in the rankings? You've never fought at this weight class, ever. It's true. So Good point. You know, so people were getting frustrated. Uh, but I think this like the rest of this card is stacked as well. I mean, obviously the fight that I'm excited about is the Chandler and Gaethje fight. That's going to be a, a barn burner. We were talking about. I thought that was going to be Chandler's first fight. Um, in UFC was going to be that fight because that's just one of those fights that it, it just has knockout written all over it. Oh yeah, you know someone's going down. Yeah, here's the thing though, is on the feet, Gaethje wins this fight. On the ground, Chandler wins this fight. You're right. But as the I fight agree. goes on, as the fight goes on, it's only a three-round fight. Chandler is a stud for three rounds. He starts getting that fourth to fifth round, he tends to slow down. This is going to be one of those fights where if he, if Justin can catch him, he can get him out of there. If Justin uses his kicks, he can, he can potentially get him out of there too because Chandler's real light on that, that lead foot. And he bounces around a lot on it. He needs that movement to stay out of the range to get knocked out. So if Chan- if Gagey starts using his leg kicks which everyone has told me is they're just nasty and they're hard and he's fast with them he covers really well when he throws them as he's well
0: fast with them
1: but I don't think that he has the wrestling to stop Michael Chandler if Michael Chandler gets on top of him Justin Gaethje is gonna have a hard time and Chandler's yeah. good on the neck he's nasty on the neck just his arm and guillotines great but his normal guillotines great he's got he's, he's just when he gets around people's necks he tries to rip your head off. Yeah. So that's gonna be a great fight. I mean, that fight right there, I, I thought I thought that fight should have headlined its own card. Uh,
0: you know, but where it's yeah. at, it's just fine with me. I'm okay. Yeah, that's it's, fine. Again, that's fine. great great matchups, and I, if you're looking at what is a barn burner fight, that one looks like, yeah, yeah that's incredible. Gaethje with his yeah. stand up, Chandler's stand up is good, but like you say, I agree. I think he needs to uh, use his wrestling and get. Geachy off of it. You got to take. You, if you're looking at gechi why are you going to allow him to have a full, you know, set of tools to work in the stand up when on the ground he's a completely different fighter? And that yeah. and I'm not saying that based even on the Khabib fight. Go back to when he fought, you know,
1: um, Louis
0: Lewis Firmino. Yeah, Firmino when he fought Buscopi in World Series of Fighting, mm-hmm. Buscape mm-hmm. took him off his feet. He was having problems, and mm-hmm. Chandler on top he's a monster on top so yeah if you're if yeah. you're part of sanford mma you're looking at that saying this is our game plan
1: yeah you should be you should be, especially with all the guys that wrestle out of there you know oh, I know yeah, logan storley all and name. all them storley usman like all these guys that are there so good I stuff don't put Usman there I, anymore uh, he's still there though he comes he comes through every once in a while from yeah
0: but here. he's that's in and fun. out that's cool. okay who's gonna be in his corner for this colby covington fight
1: yeah yeah it'd be uh trevor Trevor. right yep uh so this fight what do you think he does usman versus colby i think he just stands sprawls and brawls and tries to knock him out again yep i just don't want him to fall in love with his power because he's got (laughs) the power he's got the straight jab he's got all these things colby's gonna be in trouble this fight's not gonna be any different colby's gonna gonna i think worse i think colby's gonna try to he's gonna try to mix it up he's gonna try to wrestle him more which i think is the smartest thing i think it's very because Usman will slow down on the stand up if he has to wrestle more. If you get him to wrestle early, it'll change the way that Usman fights this fight. He won't be the same on the feet if you if you make him wrestle early. If you make him, you know, blow up the blow up the arms, the legs, all those things. But I said the last time, uh, before he fought or after he fought George Maz at all, I'm done doubting Kamaru Usman. I'm done. <laughs> I'm taking Usman to win, I'm taking Usman to win by however the fuck he wants. I don't care. Yeah, okay. U- Usman's gonna win this fight. Yeah, I, I don't want to say anything else. That's it. Usman's
0: gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about a card that's not gonna take place until November. So Jeez. I think we're done with that one. But that's gonna be a great card.
1: It's fantastic. It's gonna be a great card. All right, what else you got, Dave? I, Next. I go to, yep. All right, hey, go to prowrestlingtees. slash Wayne in. Use the promo code and still, and still pick up any of our shirts. You have them in different colors: red, blue, green, black and maroon as well and also like a light gray so if you guys and we have a we even have a beige one for our karate kid one so you go beige you have home depot or not home depot home improvement home depot <laughs> that was a nice little shameless plug we have the home improvement t-shirt with podcast dave poking his uh which nose you can wear at the home depot which you can wear at home depot <laughs> we've got the karate kid uh t-shirt as well and you scroll up and we've got the terminator shirt as well so with john riding bitch i love that <laughs> Oh, that's
0: great. First off, if, John- you're, if you're the John. guy in control of the bike sitting in the main seat, you're not riding nah. bitch. You're rubbing nah. your nuts on the tank. <laughs> nah, you're riding bitch. You're riding bitch. Uh, oh, great. Hey, one more thing before we go. You know, our man podcast, Dave, he popped a rib, the cartilage in the rib, and Don't he was bedridden God. with this. How are we, podcast Dave? Are we okay? Yeah, I'm back to normal. Do we have a
1: boo-boo? Yeah. It was, it was tragic man. I couldn't it's I couldn't bend tragic. it. Tragic. Couldn't bend it away.
0: Tragic.
1: Talk to me, baby. My wife he had to pop- pull me out of bed.
0: Oh, I geez. love it. Uh-huh.
1: He popped a rib. Here John's John's driving 14 hours to do a show for Bellator with six broken ribs and this guy's complaining about a popped rib.
0: Well, you actually <laughs> you fought with two broken ribs and the after I fought the first with two round, broken so, ribs.
1: And Jeez.
0: uh we have a bedridden podcast yeah dave. but you guys are trained you guys come are trained to on do dude that. I mean, no no we're just
1: trained to be we're trained to be men that's what it is <laughs> Gosh. i'm glad you're feeling thought, better I thought, baby i uh, thought you moving to texas texas would toughen you up apparently not hey i made it through that man like i no, I, I, man. I laid in bed for a whole like five six hours and just <laughs> life or death got through you that made, man you
0: made through it well that's the way to do it that's the way i do that yeah I, I toughed it out just tell him dave
1: yeah i had food poisoning yesterday i'm watching fucking fights throwing up and shitting all night (laughs) it was horrible Jeez, Uh, i couldn't figure it out man it was so bad well
0: enjoy yourself on the fight companion tell everyone i said hello and i will be watching with you i guess i have to Mm -hmm. watch jake paul make sure you make sure
1: you have your phone nearby text me some good stuff there you go So for
0: everyone out there, we hope you enjoyed and thank you for coming and watching this edition of the weighing in podcast. And for both of us, we say thank you and see ya.